Who would have thought that compassion was a key part of being an investor and entrepreneur? <laughs> Not me. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. If you like were actually putting on your thinking cap, right? You would be like, well, sure, you should be compassionate. You're providing housing. And that's true. And we're talking about it for yourself and even be able to do that, right? Unpopular opinion. Grind culture is trash. Ooh, period. I'm Mickey. I'm Julia. And we're strategic hippies. We're not regular landlords. We're cool ones. We're fellow freedom seekers helping business-minded creatives and free spirits build wealth through real estate. Welcome to the Strategic Hippie Show. At Mad Lines tweets, Boomers, whenever millennials and Gen Zers refuse to grin and bear it, work five jobs, pinch pennies, and live a life that makes them miserable, all to experience an American dream that barely existed to begin with, this picture of Cassie crying in the bathroom from Euphoria. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Juliet? I'm totally unsubscribed from Boomer's opinions. Oh, absolutely. I'll take that. So, Julia, I came across this article from the Wharton Business School on why being able to compartmentalize is a key ingredient for risk-taking. Lecturer Jeremy Yip says, compartmentalizing enables a person to identify what is stressing them out and to allow other unrelated factors in their life to stand on their own merits. The study shows that people with lower levels of emotional understanding allow unrelated stressors to make them more risk adverse, while those with higher levels are more likely to take a chance. Yip and his fellow research team, they did this experiment where they took a group of students and they gave one the task of having to prepare for a nerve-wracking public speaking opportunity amongst their peers that was going to be recorded or the others, the smaller, less risky or less stress inducing task of making a grocery list. And they found that the people who had to do the grocery list, they were able to make more riskier decisions because they weren't in a high stress space. And he says that by identifying the source of our emotions, those with high emotional intelligence realize whether our emotions are relevant to decisions we need to make. And as a result, uh, we don't experience that spillover effect. So I found this incredibly interesting. He actually read me for filth. <laughs> As I reflected on some big decisions that I've made in really vulnerable emotional times and without that skill of compartmentalizing. And I even thought of some of my real estate sales clients on both ends of the spectrum, some who made really big decisions from emotions and those who were able to separate their emotions and be more clear thinking while doing a big task like buying or selling a house. And the author even pointed out what's especially related to us um, 
some guidance that when faced with investment decisions like choosing safe government bonds or risky stocks, it's an emotionally intelligent choice to leave out unexpected repair bills or the possibility of missing a flight out of the analysis. I think this is all juicy stuff. What do you think, Julia? Man, I love the topic of like emotional intelligence because this is just like, I think it's such an important like part of being an entrepreneur and being an investor. And, you know, one thing came to mind while you were reading that. And, you know, I remember early on in my, you know, education phase, like before I started investing, I was like dedicating a lot of my time to just learning about real estate and about investing. I read something that like, do not fall in love with a deal. Like you have to like separate your emotions from like the actual numbers. Mm -hmm. And I remember like, being being new and like going to look at real estate deals and being like i love this backyard or i love this and like hearing this voice in the back of my head of like you know love isn't going this we don't do this out of like love love isn't going to provide your roi right but <laughs> in like in another sense you know it's so important to you know be emotionally intelligent enough to understand that we all have this spectrum and it's like a stress threshold. And some people have like a, a less, like a smaller like threshold and some people have a larger threshold. And it's, you know, I was thinking about when you were reading the, the excerpts from that article of like, if my, if my tank, I'm gonna call it my stress tank <laughs> is already at like 85% from outside issues, then me being willing to take on more risk which, you know, may bring stress is so much smaller because I don't have the space there. My space is like that 15%. So I have to kind of like be honest with myself about what I can emotionally take on because at the end of the day, it's like, you know, um, some people have, you know, the capacity to take on 20 deals at once. And some people have the capacity, like my sweet spot was always three. And like, I had to really run my entire business off of, you know, my, like what I could handle emotionally and spiritually um, in order for me to do this. Yes, that self-awareness is so precious. And I'm inspired that you even know that about yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like really eerie, you know, that I've been moving through life this whole time, just, you know, rolling with the punches. <laughs> yes. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like I operate all this time with like, let me check on my threshold. But like, <laughs> a lot of the time, it's like, I have to like, take the pause and revert back to this. So I read this book called The Art of Communication. And right in the beginning of the book, it talks about um, food as nourishment. And like, we think of like, communication, and we think of nourishment, like we kind of like, I'll use the word compartmentalize these things. Um, and, you know, it's, it's human nature, like we all know that like nothing can survive without food. Everything we consume acts either to heal us or poison us. We tend to think of nourishment only as what we can take into our mouths, but we consume with our ears, our eyes, our noses, our tongues, and our bodies, and that's also food. So the conversations going on around us, those that we participate in, are also food. Are we consuming and creating the kind of food that is healthy for us and helps us grow? 
Are we ingesting things that grow our understanding and compassion? If so, that's good food. We can think about our communication in terms of nourishment and consumption. The internet is an item of consumption, full of nutrients that are both healing and toxic. It's so easy to ingest a lot in just a, a few minutes online. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't use the internet, but you should be conscious of what you are reading and watching. And I think, you know, that is so important in, in the journey of wealth building because our external influences are so powerful. And, you know, we, like when we're learning and we were talking about this earlier of like the people that we surround ourselves can be such a big part of um, our willingness to get started or are, you know, kind of managing the fear around, you know, some of these things. And I think a, another big part of being emotionally intelligent is understanding that everything comes from one or two places. When you take all the layers out and you dig deep, it, it's either coming from fear or from love. So with considering that, you know, everything is coming from a place of love or fear, it's checking in with ourselves like and you know when we're operating in this place of love it's like encouragement there's we feel in a in alignment everything is flowing easily and i think we've we've brought this up in the past on the episodes of like um you know we the path of least resistance right and like resistance we have to kind of stay aware of because it's telling us something so if we're like forcing our will for something to happen then the likelihood of that being for us is going to be a lot lower and i oh. think that's important to like check in on myself it's like but i want this and i think this is best for me you know so i'm gonna like will myself to it rather than just being like i'm gonna show up with the best that I, the best that i can and also understanding that like at any given time I'm doing the best that I can and sometimes that looks like this and sometimes that looks like this but with how I'm feeling what my energy is like what my environment is like at any given time I'm doing the best that I can um, and that kind of brings into the compassion piece and you know when we're talking about stress this is just like all about like Stress, stress mitigation and emotional intelligence and compassion is like at the core of that. Dude, compassion is so critical. I've gained so much compassion for myself and it allows me to be compassionate to other people. And it's really interesting because as we're figuring out our own nuances, I'm more willing to understand other people's versus if I'm closed off from myself, I can't even see you. So it's just a really beautiful process of acceptance and compassion that shows itself in so many ways um, for some tangible tips that people can actually use from our conversation. I want to share these three questions that Yip says people can ask themselves when they are making their own choices on encountering risk. So how do I feel right now? What is causing me to feel that way? 
And are my feelings relevant to the decision I need to make? That one is like a major key. And checking in authentically is so powerful. I've recently started a practice. I know one of my things to work on is my attention to detail. So when I'm faced with a challenge, I ask myself now, is this an opportunity to improve my attention to detail? So as we know what our things are that may be our air quote weak spots or things we just need a little bit more support on. I don't even think we have to categorize them as strength and weakness more. So you just may need a little bit more support in this area and that's okay to ask for support. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. Another, <laughs> another jaw dropping take is <laughs> Or support while you're making risky decisions. Well, uh. <laughs> kind of brings us back to like you know the foundation of this lifestyle and how important networking is and surrounding yourself with the right people because you know maybe you're not the type of person and I know I wasn't for a long time that like wasn't willing to ask for help. You know that was like a sign of weakness and you know if I finally got the willingness to ask for help, but then there was no one in my life that like could actually help me. Like, you know, so it's like, we all like get the idea that we want to invest and be financially free. Okay, great. So start networking and start educating yourself because that yes. is laying the foundation. Capitalism got you down. Aw. Take control of your life and finances by gaining financial freedom through real estate. If you're over grind culture and resonate with the energy of this show, Let's dive deeper on creating a life you don't have to escape from. Click the link in the description box to join our next free financial freedom for strategic hippies webinar. Absolutely. None of us are doing this in a silo. And the most beautiful thing that's unfolded for me in finding language to ask for support is people are totally willing to do so because they know me, they know my intentions, they know I come from a place of integrity and they see my vision and they want to support that. And when you're in a bomb community like BTS, align with people who understand you and are going to rock with you based on the core values we live by, then of course, we're going to help each other when we are going to fill in holes that we may be missing in our own personal development. Um, another thing I know nobody likes digging up that childhood trauma, <laughs> but we have to get to the source of our challenges without holding resentment. And um one of the co-authors of the study says that the way we react to stressful experiences has a lot to do with parental influences. So children learn to become emotionally intelligent when their parents discuss emotions and ask questions like, why do you feel scared? Um, those parents provide guidance on how to answer those queries as well. I think, of course, none of us have a time machine. We can't go back to our childhood and say, hey, dad, ask me how or why or all that stuff. All we can do is work through it now in adulthood and going back to that compassion, be compassionate for the things we didn't know. Um, just being compassionate 
and graceful and it's going to look ugly. It's going to look messy. We're going to make mistakes. Those mistakes are going to be how we realize we needed that compassion. Um, and just because we're in a thought wave or like we're in, we are living our life based on thoughts we have at the moment doesn't mean we're not able to get over that hurdle to have new thoughts. And I think it's so crazy sometimes when I think about things that used to totally freak me out that I'm doing, like talking to you on this YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Like old me would be so proud. Like you go girl, you know? So just having those moments of compassion for your present self, I think is a major key because we're visionaries. We're always thinking about the future. We're trying to create the life we want. Let's tap into how we can support ourselves and other people in the present moment. Absolutely. Who would have thought that compassion was a key part of being an investor and entrepreneur? <laughs> Who would thunk? Not me. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> I mean, some might say, and it's it's really weird too, because if you like were actually putting on your thinking cap, right, you would be like, well, sure, you should be compassionate. You're providing housing. And that's true. And we're talking about it for yourself and even be able to do that, right? Yes. So yeah, it's just, we're all human at the end of the day. There's no us versus them in any of this. We're all people sorting it out. You're just a bunch of meat suits floating on a giant rock. <laughs> <laughs> so I got tongue tied there because I was like, what's the saying? What's it? How's oh. it go? <laughs> totally. Um, I always love our conversations and I, as we started, I wasn't thinking that um, compassion would be the anchor for emotional intelligence. And I'm grateful to receive that right now with you, friend. Thank you. I love that. I love it so much. It's a beautiful, this, this journey of these conversations and what we, what we unravel along the way, you know? Yes. Yes. So good. We are so grateful to be of service through the Better Than Success real estate investing community. If you're ready to explore freedom on your own terms too, we would love to journey with you on this wealth building adventure. Check out the description box to join our next Financial Freedom for Strategic Hippies webinar and learn more about Julia, me, Mickey, and BTS. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and share this video and subscribe to our channel. Peace. We'll see you soon.